Hey everyone, it's me, Nicolette, once again. I am so happy and grateful for this day. It is summer 2022 and I'm more than grateful. So today we are studying the book of 2 Kings, that is the miracles of Elisha. So yeah, I was just studying and God was opening my eyes to see some of the things that were happening and I'm so happy. So the first miracle started Second Kings chapter 2 verse 19. Some men from Jericho went to Elisha and said, As you know, sir, this is a fine city, but the water is bad and causes miscarriages. Put some salt in a new bowl and bring it to me, he ordered. They brought it to him and he went to the spring threw the salt in the water and said, this is what the Lord says, I make this water pure and it will not cause any more deaths or miscarriages. And that water has been pure ever since, just as Elisha said it will be. Elisha left Jericho to go to Bethel. And on the way, some boys came out of a town and made fun of him. Get out here badly, they shouted. Elisha turned around, glared at them, and crushed them in the name of the Lord. The two then two she-bears came out of the woods and tore 42 of the boys to pieces. Elisha went to, on to Mount Carmel and later returned to Samaria. So, you can imagine that the city was fine. But the water was so bad and it was causing miscarriages. Meaning, when you look at the book of the Samaritan woman and the Samaritan woman and Jesus in the book of John, I think it's one John, yes. John chapter 4, verse 4 to 42. Like when Jesus, when the, when, when Jesus told the woman, I am the living water. Because now we have in the market, this is now a bit of warfare. This teaching is a bit of warfare. In the spiritual realm, we have the marine kingdom. And the marine kingdom, they know the principles. Because remember, Satan was once in heaven, so he knows the principles of the living water and what it can do. So he takes water and perverse it, perverse it. So we have, they have the marine spirits and in the marine spirits, they have like alligators. They have alligators in the marine spirits. They are spirit, but they can appear physically too. They have altars of snakes. snakes. They have mermaids. Some of the witches, they go in the marine spirits. They have fish, half human beings. If you've seen a mermaid, she is definitely a witch or a sorcerer. So, so the devil takes the water and perverts it because he knows this water is is supposed to be living water to people money when you drink water you feel refreshed you feel it has given you life 
And it is the same in the spiritual realm. God uses water as a living water. Meaning when something is about to happen to you, maybe in your health. Meaning God prevents, and most of it, when bad water comes, definitely they come to kill, steal, and destroy. So the water had spirits. So when people used to drink the water, spirits used to come, spirits used to, to go to them like alligators and snakes. Do you know they can just get in your body because they're spirits, they can be in water, even in the food. So if you don't know God, those spirits, they will enter you. And for example, if the demonic spirits from the marine kingdom, like snakes, demonic snakes in the waters, alligators, when they enter you through the water, if you don't pray, they go and eat your womb. They go and eat your fallopian tube. Yeah, that's why it was causing miscarriages because of the marine kingdom. And Elisha said, put some salt in a new bowl. Why a new bowl? Because Jesus is the, new, is the living water. And as you can see, he came in the book of John in the New Testament. So it's like a new beginning. This was just a preview of what Jesus will do, what Jesus is. Put some salt in a new bowl and bring it to me. And as you can know, salt, when you put salt in water, salt makes the water to be basic, you know. So salt melts in water, melts in water. So when the salt melts in water, the salt was used to destroy those marine spirits, snakes, alligators, mermaids, those spirits in the water. So God said, I'll make this water pure and it will not cause any more deaths or miscarriages. And that water has been pure ever since. Just as Elisha said it will be. Elisha left Jericho to go to Bethel. After any time there is a deliverance happen, a deliverance happen, those demons that have been cast out, they go and look for a body to go to. So where do they go to? They go to the next person that meets the servant of God, be it a prophet. To put him down. You know, Elisha was bold. Bold, I mean. So, it says, And on the way home, some boys came out of a town and made fun of him. Get out here, boldly, they shouted. Elisha turned round, glared at him, and cast them in the name of the Lord. Then two she-bears came out of the woods and tore forty-two of the boys to pieces. You can imagine when the prophet of God was cast, immediately two shibias came and those boys were torn into pieces just out of making fun of the prophet. 
everyone be be very careful even your thoughts about the prophet might hinder your blessing from coming through you are supposed to be blessed with a nice job a nice car a nice house marriage but any time you think bad about the prophet god allows those things not to work out so we need to be very careful about the things that you think start thinking bad things when someone has helped you you cast it out because you have the power to Christ in us so later on we can see how in 2 Kings chapter 3 you know when Elisha was a prophet who was mu- moved by music same to Elijah same to David music moves the prophetic music gospel music moves the power of god So sometimes angels can be playing piano. Why? So that the power of God can move and grow in the earth and in the realm of the spirit. Sometimes they can play the saxophone. Sometimes they can sing for God. So that the power of grow they will have power. or the prophet the servant of god will have power so that something a miracle or a sign or miracle signs and wonders can happen so later on chapter 3 second kings verse 3 elisha answered by the living lord whom i serve I swear that I will have nothing to do with you if I didn't respect your early king Jehovah Shaphat of Judah. So Jehovah Jehovah Shaphat was the son of Ahab and Jezebel. But him he didn't used to use the gods like their his parents did. As the musicians placed the harp, the power of the Lord came on Elisha, and he said, "This is what the Lord says: Dig ditches all over this dry stream bed, even though you will not see any rain or wind. This stream bed will be filled with water, and you, your livestock, and your pack animals will have plenty to drink." So Elisha deal dealt with water. Most prophets you have to deal with water. It is a must. Either physically or in the spiritual realm. Even other servants of God. Remember Paul. When Paul used to 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 to, to go and preach rivers, it will rain until rivers will overflow and the bridge will break so that it will restrict him from preaching so those are the marine spirits trying to hinder him paul really suffered a lot 
And Elisha continued, but this is an easy thing for the Lord to do. He will also give you victory over the Moabites. You will conquer all their beautiful fortified cities. You will cut down all their fruit trees, stop all their springs, and ruin all their fertile fields by covering them with stones. These guys, they wanted to defeat King Moab, Moab the Moab king of Moabites. So God had to make them to go to the desert. They found Elisha in the desert. So, no, they were, sorry, not in the desert, but they, it's because they ran out of water. So they look for Elisha. Remember, Elisha did not help them with water. He would have, but he didn't. Instead, Elisha told them what to do. But the spirit and the, the but the power of God, hear the spirit of Elisha, Elijah. In that is the spirit of God. So. So later on, you can see how they conquered the Moabites. But what really challenges me is that. After they went and they put the stones, the Moabite says, when the king of Moab realized that he was losing the battle, he took 700 swordsmen with him and tried to force his way through the enemy lines and escape to the king of Syria, but he failed. So he took his eldest son, who was to succeed him as king, and overheed him on the city wall as a sacrifice to the god of Moab. The Israelites were terrified. Who the God of, there is no God of Moab. He does not exist. Anyway. The Israelites were terrified and so they drew back from the city and returned to their own country. Even the word of God says those gods, they don't exist. But some people, the God, there's a time God was comparing how a certain, certain people, they were so loyal to their God. But their God that does not even exist. So imagine God does not exist. They became terrified of someone who was about to sacrifice his son. Remember, Satan only copies. So what was he trying to do? You're trying to do what Isaac, how Abraham tried to kill Isaac. Not tried, but... Yeah, he was told by God to go and sacrifice his son. So these people, they know the power of sacrifice. This was happening when they were seeing life to life. Not right now. When we just go and sacrifice to their, to, 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 to their altar. So, in the spiritual realm, sacrifice matters a lot. People say, oh, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Sacrifice matters a lot. Whatever you put as a sacrifice matters. Me, I am I, I know I've, I've experienced that myself. If you don't sacrifice while it's a witch 
has sacrificed 20 people in her own family. Yet you don't sacrifice. In fact, you don't do nothing for God. Sacrifice can even be to go and fill the, the widows, the needy, the poor, the sick, the orphans. Even helping your pastor who sleep, doesn't have food. Yeah, you help. Make sure he, she eats, he eats, he's okay. But don't be there eating, your fridge is full. Yet the person you're telling to help you pray for you has no food. You're never going to be blessed. No. Even Elijah told the woman, give me, beg for me first with the little food you had. First, he ate. So you have to feed. Hmm? So they were terrified and so drew back from the city and returned to their own country. So this man already offered his son as a sacrifice. So when the son died, so they were terrified because remember Abraham, was told to kill Isaac. The reason why Isaac does not have so many things in the Bible he did, why? But he was very highly anointed. He was, he was. But why? He didn't have so much reference in the Bible. God will answer that. Is it that? Those things, maybe he before something happens in the real life, it always has to happen in the spiritual realm. Maybe in the spirit, he was already sacrificed already. So, if the, 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 the Israelites was Pray to God. God will have filled them with power to fight this one man. Only one man. But this power of sacrifice. So they were terrified. If they had sacrificed before as well, then they would have gone to battle. This king would have not lived. He wouldn't. But it was according to God's plan. So, yeah. So later on we see how another miracle of Elisha is um, he helps a poor widow. There was a poor widow that Elisha helped. So her husband died. And the man who the husband owned money too. Wanted to take her two sons as slaves to pay back the debt they had done took. So it says in verse four. What shall I do for you? He asked. Tell me, what have you got at home? 
nothing at all except a small jar of olive oil she answered go to your neighbors and borrow as many empty jars as you can elisha told her then you and your sons go into the house close the door and start pouring oil into the jars set each one aside as elisha was very wise and he operated with sophia that's the wisdom of god So um he says so go to your neighbors and borrow as many empty jars as you can Elisha told her This is chapter 4 second Kings Then you and your sons go into the house close the door and start pouring oil into the jars set each one aside as soon as it is full Remember this oil mean in the spiritual realm it's anointing oil they were not highly they were not highly anointed so when you carry low anointing you operate in the low dimension not low anointing but if you don't have that much power and the spirit of god on you and the anointing of god on you then there's nothing much you can do in the spiritual realm but Elisha operated in a higher anointing and he understood so this oil he says close the door so when you want to receive the anointing of god you can't receive the anointing of god where when you're clubbing no you can't receive the anointing of god when your legs are wide apart for any man to come and sleep with you no can't receive the anointing of God when you are a husband snatcher when you're prostitute no you can't receive the anointing of God when you're mistreating people persecuting christians you can't you have to close your door meaning you shut every doors of perversion doors of drinking drugs Shut every doors. Then now you can receive the anointing of God, and the Holy Spirit will fill you with His anointing. So, so the woman went into a house with her sons, closed the door, took the small jar of olive oil, and poured oil into the jars as her sons brought them to her. When they had filled all the jars, she asked if there were any more. that was the last one one of her sons answered and the olive oil stopped flowing imagine the olive oil was continued to flow to flow it continued to flow when the doors were shut it continued to stop to stop flowing she went back to elisha the prophet who said to her sell the olive oil and pay all your debts there will be enough money left for you and your son so anointing oil and the money there are two close things that draws people to you when you when you're highly anointed you can do anything you know not selling anointing it is possible for the witch to to sell your anointing it is possible it is possible when you do not doing anything but god has highly anointed you they come and drain the oil from you in the spiritual realm 
So this one was not selling, but this one was the anointing oil will make you rich, prosperous. And so it will, when you're highly anointed, you can't be in debt. No, you can't. You can't. And you're close to God, you can. So we have Elisha and the woman from Shunemem. So one day Elisha went to Shunemem where a rich woman lived. She invited him to a meal. And from then on, every time he went to Shunemem, he would have his meals at her house. She said to her husband, I am sure that this man who comes here so often is a holy man. Let's build a small room on the roof, put a bed, a table, and a chair, and a lamp in it, and he can stay here whenever he visits us. One day, Elisha returned to Shunemem and went up to his room to rest. He told the servant, his servant Gehazi to go and call the woman. When she came, he said to Gehazi, Ask her what I can do for her in return for all the trouble she has had in providing for her needs. Maybe she would like me to go to the king or army commander and put in a good word for her. So imagine the the anointing that when you're highly anointed, kings will just be drawn to you. Even it says in the book of Psalms, God will make you to be close with the princess. If I'm right. But something with the princess when you're with him. So when you look at even Jesus, his anointing due to King Herod, they became jealous. That's how they killed him. The anointing will draw all manner of people, but it will bring you to highly places, the anointing, because the anointing of God itself is prestige, it's high, it's expensive. That's one thing that um, witches don't have the anointing of God. They don't carry, because it's power. They have a shadow, they live in their shadow, so they have a shadow of it, but not the real one. So he said later on, he, Gehazi answered, as he answered, well, she has no son and her husband is an old man. Tell her to come here, Elisha ordered. She came and stood in the doorway, and Elisha said to her, by this time next year you'll be holding a son. In your arms, oh, she exclaimed, exclaiming, please, sir, don't lie to me, you're a man of God. But as Elisha had said, at about that time, the following year, she gave back to son. So later on, her son died, and she took her son with a donkey. But late before, it was on Sunday, that's the Sabbath, and she wanted to go. But then the husband asked, why do you have to go today? Husband asked, it's neither a Sabbath nor a new moon festival. Meaning her husband was not like believing in God like that. He was like type of the Pharisee and the Jew. The Pharisees and the Jews of the time. And the scribes. If I'm right. 
Never mind, she answered. Then she had the donkey saddle and ordered the servant, Make the donkey go as fast as it can and don't slow down unless I tell you to. So they went, they went, they went to Shuneman, from Shuneman. And after he stopped, she went and Elisha told Gehazi to take the stick and to put to, to put on, on the child, but he didn't wake up. So later on, um, she went. He went into a room and prayed to God, and put his mouth and eyes and hands on the boy, and he he started becoming warm, and that's how the boy resurrected. That's how the boy resurrected. So, when you honor, honor God, that's when you get wisdom. It's written according to the book of Psalms. Wisdom comes from honoring God. It happened to Solomon. He got wisdom when he was honoring God. When you do dishonor God, you get foolishness and stupidity. Yep. That's how it happens. So that's the word of God. May you be blessed.